Got that sinking feeling in your front yard? What kind of foundation issue is that? Have ants in your pants? Well, Jim can't help you with that, but he can help you with the ants beneath the floor, which also has some nasty moisture. Got floodwater pants? Well, Jim can't help you with that, but he does answer a question about installing flood lights. All this and more on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Email questions. We're going to go ahead and start with some of those. And in fact, this one, and I'm kind of surprised because uh, I've had a few email questions this year about converting houses to propane. And this one takes a little bit of a different twist, though. It comes from Michael, uh, and it's it's actually out of Houston, but it's one I wanted to address in both markets, to be honest. My subdivision does not have natural gas lines in any of the homes. I hate my electric stove, and I want to replace it with a propane gas stove. For what I use the stove for, a 20-pound tank would likely last for quite a while. I was contemplating putting a tank in a cabinet with a flexible hose permanently connected to the stove. Where would I find the related codes or ordinances or any other issues? First, I don't recommend a 20-pound tank. Uh, the gas stove is is going to use that gas a whole lot faster than you think it will. And a 20-pound tank's not going to last very long and probably won't have the pressure that you need for that stove. In fact, when you look at uh, some of the appliances, they will specify uh, sometimes even a 100-pound tank minimum. So you need to take a look at that. But as far as the codes are concerned, uh, get with your city permit department. They should be able to answer that for you. But truthfully, any plumber that would hook this up for you should be able to answer these questions as well as far as uh, the tank and stuff. But I don't, you're not going to want to put a 20-pound tank in the cabinet inside the house. Uh, You want to put the tank outside. Uh, and honestly, just for the sheer cost of the gas, of the propane, uh, you're going to want a truck or a tank that a truck can come and fill for you. I just uh, had mine filled uh, this week or last week. I don't remember. In, in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks anyways. And uh, that is definitely the way to go. I won't have to worry. I run my heat that way, and uh, you know, I won't have to worry about it for several months now. John and Mesquite, how can I help you? Jim, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, not sure if you're going to be able to help me or not, but I've got a problem with the easement in between my sidewalk and the curb of the street has been sinking slowly over the years. And I've tried adding sod and soil and all that, and it still continues to just sink. Now it's down to the point where it's it's below the bottom of the curb. I mean, you can stick a shovel underneath the curb (laughs) below the street. I've had the city come out, check for water leaks. I've had them, the street department come out. No one seems to know what it is or really doesn't care. Do you know of any kind of person I could come out, some kind of engineer or something could come out and look at it and kind of try to give me a diagnosis of what's going on? Because it's just, it's not, and the sidewalk now is starting to tip a little bit towards the street. So it's just... I, I don't. I didn't know if you could 
help me try to find who I might think about calling to come out and look at it and tell me what I could do or what's going on. Is it in the city of Mesquite? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a quick question first, though. Does it? Yeah. Is there a storm drain out there, you know, like for uh, the city? Uh, no. For draining water off the roads and stuff? No, no, there's not one in front of my property. Well, there's not a catch basin, but is uh, is there catch basins around? Uh, You know, I don't know how Mesquite does it. I tell you the truth, I don't see those things in my neighborhood around. I don't know if they've got a different system. I don't know. Uh, Well, the cities do it one of two ways. Either they have the pipes, you know, with the, the curb catch basins that catch the water, and yeah. if that's the case, there's likely a pipe running underneath there that's got a leak in it, and it's okay. taking soil with it. Uh, and that's okay. what I'm – and if there's not, then it's going to be the sewer line probably has a leak that's taking the dirt with it. Okay. But everything you described to me indicates that there's a pipe under there that's got a leak. So okay. uh, ch- check and see if there's uh, curb catch basins. Uh, in 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 your neighborhood, if there's right. not, then you need to contact the sanitary department uh, for sanitary, the uh, sewer right. lines. Okay. And let them know that hey, you got a sinkhole in your front yard, and it's more than likely being caused by a city sewer main that's got a leak. Okay. Hadn't thought of calling them yet, so I'll give that a try. Short, if they just kind of shrug their shoulders at me, do you have any other ideas to who could come out? Maybe an independent guy come out and look at it and say, well, here's your problem, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, then you'd get into engineers, but the city will have an engineering department to call as well. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, everything indicates this is going to be a pipe leak underneath there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll call them and see if they can be of any help. I sure appreciate your time. All righty. Thank you. You bet, John. Take care. care. Bye. Donna, how can I help you? Hi. Um, I have a home where my daughter and her family live, and it's only about six years old. And um, in the kitchen, we have an island with the dishwasher and the sink in the island. And um, the kitchen area is tiled. And then... Going into the living room area, it's uh, got a, a wood wood floor and a strip across to separate the two um, floorings. Right. And underneath that Transition strip. Transition strip. Yeah. Underneath that strip, I mean, they have a horrible ant problem for one thing. But underneath that strip, if I pick it up, there are ants congre- congregated under there. But it's also wet and the strip is getting moldy. Now, mm. I don't know if this would be a dishwasher leak or something coming from the sink. I don't know where the water is coming from. Well, it actually can come from multiple places. I mean, you you hit some of them. It could be the dishwasher. It can be the, the sink, but it also can get, be moisture coming up through the foundation. Okay. What, who would How I need to get out there? How old the house is it? It's only about six years old. So it's going to have PVC... I seriously doubt that it's going to be uh, a, a leaking pipe underneath, although it could be a leaking water line, not not the sewer line. 
Uh, so that would probably be my first check would be to make sure we don't have any water leaks because just this tiny little pinhole that lets out a mist would, mm-hmm. is enough to cause that. Um, beyond that, uh, now it's a matter of just isolating what is leaking. So I would start with a plumber. Okay. Okay. That's what I kind of thought. Yeah. But uh, is there a process where they can locate a leak without tearing up the floor? Yes. Uh, I mean, the first thing that would happen is, one, the uh, plumber should come in, shut everything off, uh, Mm -hmm. and watch the meter to see if the little dial is turning. If it is, hey, we know there's a leak. Now the leak can start being pinpointed to find out where it's at and get it taken care of. Okay. Okay. You can give my office a call, Due West Total Plumbing. You Mm -hmm. You said it's in Ennis? Yes, in Ennis. Okay. Yeah, give us a call at uh, 972-406-2500. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can take a look at it for you. Okay. I appreciate it. All righty. You take care. Thank you. You too. Jay, how can I help you? You know, my wife would like floodlights pointing up at the house, or I was thinking maybe down through the soffits, you know, the high-accent floodlights. Uh. And sure. uh, going through the brick would not be a good. It would be too expensive, wouldn't it? You know, going through I the brick. Hardwired, to... I want them hardwired in, so you know, okay. attaching them. And I, I was thinking maybe through the, you know, going through the soffits to do the accent lighting. Would that be? I know it'd be cheaper, but I don't know if it'd be better. Um, I, I can't say it's going to be better, but uh, definitely it's probably going to be. Uh, less expensive. Your other option is to just run a conduit around the house, like your wife was saying, and uh, shine the lights from from below going up. Now, for accent lighting, though, be honest with you, in today's environment, I would be looking at solar rather than running hard wire. Well, I've done solar, and she doesn't like them because they don't run all night. So, yeah, the, the take a look conduit. at the conduit, and I think that'll help you out. Vicky in Weatherford says my roof is twelve years old and will need replacing before too long. I'm considering getting a metal roof. I've been told that my insurance will be cheaper, but I'm wondering if it'll make my house hotter. I tried talking to my electric company, and they just said they don't know. Do you know how a metal roof will affect my electric bill? Well, it is not going to make your house hotter. In fact, if it does anything... It'll help reflect some of the heat and make it cooler. So you don't have to worry about that part. Here's the part that concerns me on your email, though. Your roof is 12 years old, and it's going to need replacing before too long. Why? A roof should always last longer than 12 years unless it gets storm damage, whether it's hail or tornado or or something along those lines. Uh, So uh, I'm, I'm questioning if you actually need... A new roof. Now, if you do, another roof you can take a look at is that uh, Revia shingle from F Wave. That's what I'm putting on my house. Uh, and here's here's the big advantage to to doing that. Metal roofs are fine, but hail will dent a metal roof, and it makes it look like crud. I mean, it just pings it up, and it don't look good. 
but it's still functional. And the insurance company does not have to replace it. They're not taking care of cosmetics. They're taking care of what would be a leak. And so a lot of people don't realize that when they get a metal roof. And as long as you understand that, and yes, it's going to handle a better hail than a regular asphalt shingle does, but it does not handle hail as well as the Revia shingle does. And that's the reason I'm putting Revia on my house. I mean, I thought about going with a metal roof as well, but I didn't want to have to fight with the insurance company when my roof is all dinged up. You know how your car looks when it gets hit by hail? Your car metal is heavier than the roof metal is. Now imagine that getting hit by hail and not being replaced. Do you want that up there? So just a little side note there for you. George, what can I do for you? Yeah, good afternoon, Jim. Um, listen, I was wondering, my wife and I are building a new home in New Mexico, and the builder has um, just you know, said that we're going to have a gas range in the kitchen, which is fine, a gas stove. And um, he said that we said we would have a, a vena hood. And my wife and I got to thinking about it, and we were wondering, do you have to have a vena hood? We were actually thinking about maybe putting a microwave over the range and um, just didn't know. We've tried to research it, and you get different opinions, and we value your thoughts. So we wondered what, what your opinion would be. Put in a microwave that has a venta hood in it. Is that what you do? So that it yeah. kind of vents – does it vent behind the microwave, or, or how does that work? The, the bottom side of the microwave has a, a screen on it. That, okay. Uh, and, the, and the blower motor and everything is on the back side typically. But it sucks up through the bottom side just like it would on a Venta hood. And okay. just like a Venta hood, it's got the option of either going through a charcoal filter and coming back in the house or venting outside. I personally okay. prefer it to vent outside. Okay. So you said it's a microwave with a venting system is that what you called it yeah yeah and, and it's okay. very common okay and that's that's adequate um as far as exhausting smell oh, yeah. and so forth okay yep. okay all right all right well thank you very much i appreciate that a lot take care bye-bye you bet you take care yep. most places require a, a, a vented hood nowadays so that that's something that yeah you're probably going to have to do uh, that that's in most of the building codes now, but it is it is normal for it to be part of a microwave system that goes up where a venta hood would go. Roger, how can I help you today? Hi there, I'm going to build in a a hobby room in my garage, and one of the walls obviously is a exterior wall, and I want it to climate control this thing, and I'm just wondering what the best way to, to insulate that wall would be. USA insulation. They can uh, inject a foam insulation in there. Okay. Without having to without having to tear the walls off to to install insulation. Okay. If I want to DIY it, what what would you recommend? Uh, the only thing you can do is take the sheetrock off, install the insulation, and rehang sheetrock. Okay. Would it be benefited with a with a radiant barrier in behind the sheetrock? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. If if you're gonna if you're gonna have to take the, if you're gonna take the sheetrock off anyways, then yes, I would put the radiant barrier. In fact, I'm I'm doing a project at my own house right now where uh, I'm remodeling the upstairs. I just have one big room up there. I had to pull all the sheetrock off of one wall, 
uh, because I've got old air conditioning duct holes coming through and different things like that. And I'm right. redoing that wall. I will be adding insulation and the energy Q radiant barrier to that wall. Okay. But I'm going to tell you up front, if if all you're going to do is insulate it, cost-wise, you're probably going to be better off to call USA Insulation and let them just insulate it rather than tearing the sheetrock off. Okay. All right, young man. Thank you for your help. You bet. I appreciate it. I always like it when people call me young man. It's becoming nicer to hear the older I'm getting, to be honest with you. Charles and Keller, how can I help you? Good afternoon, Jim. Well, I how are you calling. today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. So I'm calling. We have one coach light on just one side of our garage. And I'm calling to find out who would be the best person to call to install that second coach light on the other side, run wiring and everything. And it would be through brick. Well, it would have to be, obviously, a uh, an electrician. Okay. And, you know, the problem you're going to run into is the, it's got to go back to where the studs are. They can't run it between the brick and the wood frame. Okay. And so they're typically going to have to open something up or, depending on which way the roof rafters run uh, in the garage there, or the ceiling right. joist, rather, they can maybe go up through the attic space or or if there's a room above there, uh, snake it through the joist there if they're running in the right direction, and then drop it back down in. So, but it's it's going to require an electrician is is what you're going to be looking for. Ooh, okay. So, but an electrician could do the brickwork and everything, or that's going to be two people. They would they would have to have somebody else now for the brickwork. Uh, you know, Lone Star Masonry Repair can help can take care of that part. Okay, so Lone Star Masonry. All right. Yeah. Well. Now, Lone Star Masonry, you can reach. At, let me get you the number here. Eight one seven seven zero nine. Okay. Six eight three four. All right, and that's Lone Star. And let me see. Uh, for an electrician. Uh, give Rodney a call at 469-231-6411. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. You bet. You take care. Russell, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jim. I have a house that was built in about 96, and it has, rather than have brick on the chimney, it has a siding. Um, yep. That's showing wear and rot, the trim. I was wondering if you might have someone in the McKinney area that, that could come out and, and give me a proposal on uh, replacing that. Also, I was thinking about going back with hardy board. Um, yeah. Would the weight of the hardy board be detrimental to the Not framing? Okay. No. Uh, I mean, I, I used to have a uh, mobile home at a lake house. And I put Hardy on it even. You know, people always worry about the weight. It's really not that much heavier than wood. It, it won't it won't make any difference to the structure at all. Uh, give Mike McDonald a call at Amazing Exteriors. And you can reach him at 469-744-9125. That's actually his cell phone. So 
you can give him a holler and and uh, he'll come out and take a look at it for you. What's the name of his company? Amazing Exteriors. Amazing Exteriors. Also, does he do? Uh, I've got some white rot on some of the soffit and trim, just minor stuff. Does he do that as well? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give Mike a call. Jim, I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.